Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. Thank you. Love you. All right. Well, it's great to be here with you. And, uh, you know, Florida is just really in the news, you know. Uh, we're from, we're actually from Portland, Oregon. That's also in the news. Uh, a little bit different. Uh, my wife had a little Antifa altercation on, on Wednesday. She goes down and takes a prayer team. And uh, she goes down and um, they worship and pray over and bless the police uh, men and women officers and just bless the city. But Antifa decided this time to surround them and call them names and tell them that the ground they were on was now dedicated to Satan. So it was a little offensive. Um, and, uh, but Anne, I'm proud of you, how you just go to shift re regions. And, you know, um, you know, how do you respond to people when they're, they're attacking you verbally or they differ from you? How do you respond? You know, this is an important question. Um, how many of you are pretty good at conflict? <laughs> How many of you are terrible at conflict? Anybody? A lot of hands going up. Um, can I make a, an apostolic declaration? That's going to change. All right? This house, this movement is going to become a training center for conflict. It's going to become the safest place in your life. You're going to become a safe place. And um, how many want that? All right. So right now, everybody say this. I'm not afraid of conflict. I want to be intimate with Jesus and with others. And I'm ready to get over it. You know, I have, a, I have an amazing story. I ran out a, a, a home. Or I did it one time. I rented out a home and I rented out all the rooms. And I actually shared this story with Jess earlier. Jess, right? Yeah. And um, so a new roommate came into the house and I had one of the women that would kind of help oversee the house. And I called her and I said, How, how's it going with the new roommate? There's four bedrooms, you know. And uh, she goes, it's going terrible. And I said, what's happening? She goes, this new roommate is so messy. I mean, always leaving out the dishes. Uh, and I go, okay. And she hogs the media room. I, used to, I had a man cave. Of course, when Ann was in there, it became a, uh, a prayer room. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, but anyways, I had a man cave movie theater, you know, watching football and all that. And anyway, so she was hogging up that, you know, that room and, and uh, she just wasn't sensitive to anybody in the house. And I said to this woman uh, the, that's the main, you know, was overseeing. And I said, what are you going to do? Oh, and she goes, oh, I've already made an appointment for inner healing. Um, I'm going to overcome why she's pushing my buttons. And I said, you're going to work on you instead of her? And he, she goes, yeah, because the way I'm responding to her now is my problem. And she goes, because anytime I don't respond in a healthy or godly way, it means I'm not healed yet. 
And I'm like, I want to be like you when I grow up. You know what I'm like? It's like <laughs> astounding. You know, um, I was in the pool with my brother a few years ago, and um, this was during the uh, Trump presidency. And uh, he, he and I were um, in very, very different camps in every way, okay? In fact, he's a declared at least agnostic, if not an atheist. And so we're in the pool, and some issue comes up. I forget what it was, but it, it came up. And all of a sudden, it's like the fangs came out. And, the, the, you know, it's like, uh, you know, he started just really getting upset. And I called timeout. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that, like in a game. You know, I just said, timeout, timeout. You know, he goes, what, what do you mean? Timeout, you know. <laughs> Stop the clock. <laughs> and he goes, what? He goes, I looked at him and I said, you know what? I want to be close to you. And I said, do you think we could talk and become closer through talking about these issues? <laughs> and he looked at me like, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I said, yeah, our goal is to be closer. How about let's like, like, if it ever gets to the point where we can't talk through an issue and we feel like it's threatening our relationship, we'll just stop. He said, okay. So we became very close. And then I decided, wow, wouldn't that be interesting? I can get closer through talking about politics with people. What do you think? This is amazing. So I have a son that's the same way. And I went to him and I said, I want to be closer to you. And I want to hear what you think. And it was amazing what it started to do. You know, right now, the world has changed. All right. The, the ability to agree to disagree is almost out the door. All right. Now you just say one word, one name. <laughs> One anything, and, you know, like, the, here's one, vaccine, ah, mask, okay. You know, I mean, we have these buzzwords. Um, my best friend uh, in Portland, he's a police officer. He's also uh, a black police officer. He's also a captain. He's in one of the, one of the highest officers in the city of Portland. And um, he is being used by God to bring healing to the city. All right. And um, he oversees what's called uh, Noble, which is National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. And he's setting a tone with that. He's actually going to be running for sheriff this next, uh, next few months. But, you know, when he was at my church, he got, uh, this was like years ago, he got overlooked for promotion. And the Black Caucus had come to him and said, you have been injustice and we're going to do a lawsuit with you. But that just week before, he had gone through five-fold training and he decided that his role was to pastor the entire sheriff's department, including the sheriffs that were above him. So he says, I'm going to do a lawsuit against uh, the sheriff's department because I've been overlooked for these promotions. I've got all this money for a lawsuit. And I looked at him and I said, oh, you're going to, you're going to sue the organization that you're called the pastor, right? And he looked at me. I said, which one is it? You're going to pastor it into wholeness? Or are you going to sue it into wholeness? You know, and he looked at me. He was pissed. You know, it's like, <laughs> we don't really want to live this stuff out, you know? <sighs> Come on, I love churchianity, you know? 
Um, but anyway, so finally he looks at me finally and he goes, you're right. And I said, I'm not saying you shouldn't oppose injustice. But I'm saying you're going to do it. You need to do it as a pastor. You know what now he represents when he got commissioned over the national organization of, I think that's a whole long title. He invited every race in the, in, in, in the city. He, he, he's, 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 a, he's a unity man. And he started pastoring those above him. And God has used him and opened up amazing doors. And, uh, and, and it's a great example. You know, in Ephesians chapter 4 is the fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. How many are familiar with that verse? Okay. The next verse, 12, says, and the role of the fivefold is to equip the saints for works of service, right? Now, I have um, preached on that 148,000 times. No, I'm kidding. I have just, that has been my ministry. And I want to let you know something. I'm publicly admitting I made a mistake. I stopped there. I talked about equipping the saints. Our job is to equip you. Our job is to train you. Our job is to disciple you. Our, disciple, our job is to help you know what your destiny and your purpose is. And I stopped there. Guess what Ephesians 4, 12, 13 doesn't stop there at all. And if you could, can you, can you pull it up? Uh, you, don't, you can't do that? You don't have a Bible? <laughs> I'm sorry, that came out so wrong. But I had to say it because I said it intentionally. Okay. Okay, but Ephesians 4.12, and basically if you, someone has it on their phone or wherever, um, it says there that the role of the fivefold is to equip the saints. And then, um, here, let me, uh, can I, do you mind if I, I'll just, Let's just bring it. Okay, right here. Ephesians chapter 4. You're very familiar with it. Okay, now verse, verse, listen to this. So Christ himself gave the fivefold to equip his people for works of service. We stop. But it says, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of Christ then we'll no longer be infants. I never saw it on all those years of training that my job wasn't to equip you just in your destiny. My job was to equip you on to know how to be unified with other people. I was supposed to train you how to have relationships. How many were brought up in a home that you might call somewhat dysfunctional? How many of you were not? Okay, the perfect family. That's great. I mean, no, there are good, fa healthy families. There are. They're rare. So that means that you have a mantle on you to show people what healthy families look like. See, what happens is, is if, if right now in the world that everything, there's everywhere you go, it's unsafe. So guess what the mandate is for the church? This is the place where you learn how to have relationships. This is the place where we need to learn how to have conflict. I mean, I would love to see not only this church, but other churches literally have a conflict management ministry team. 
And they did classes on how to work through conflicts, how to react when you, how, what do you do when you overreact? What do you do when you're defensive? What do you do when you're offended? What do you do when you want to be right and you know that you're hurting the relationships? I mean, we want to train you how to have relationships. How many could use a little guidance in relationships? Okay. And why? Because we're going to equip you to know your destiny. But the reason most people don't come into their destiny is not because they don't know their destiny. It's because they don't know how to have relationships that they need to come into their destiny. Did you know the Greek word for equipping is actually the word alignment? It's a medical term of a bone that has been broken. And then after it's been broken and you go in and see the doctor or the medical clinic, or whatever, you know what they do? They help break it a little bit again so that it's lined up perfectly. Because if it is not lined up perfectly, it's not going to heal properly. I'm going to say this in love. There are many people in this room, you were wounded and broken, and it did not heal properly. And that's why patterns happen in your life. That's why you haven't experienced the healing that you want. Because there is a relational pain, there's a relational breakthrough that you haven't had yet. I'm not condemning you. I'm saying I want to heal you. And I'd also like to heal my voice because I think I left it on the airplane. But the thing is that I want to say is this, is that, is that today I'm challenging you to become the safest person in the world. You. Okay. And... Alignment is that you now can, can come into relationship with people. Now, the Lord showed me this. This is a little bit, I'm going to, this is going to be a little bit vulnerable. I want Gigi to come up here and her husband, is it James? Jimmy, come on up here for a minute. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. I understand that you are the, what's your official title here? Campus pastor. Campus pastor. Give him a big hand. Campus pastor. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you trust people? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. You trust people. Man, that's a good campus pastor. Can people trust you? Yes. Yeah. Do you have compassion? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Do you give people uh, encouragement? Yes. Do you see purpose in them? Yes. Do you forgive them quickly? Yes. Wow. I didn't know what the answers were going to be. I thought maybe we were going to have like a sozo right up here. But anyway, I just put them on the spot. You know what I did? I just interviewed them if they're qualified to be your campus pastor. I didn't ask them how gifted they were. I know, I know they're gifted. I know they're servants. They're not flouting around here. The campus pastors have arrived. <laughs> You know, move over, Caleb, for a moment, and we need to show. Okay, so we know that they have humble hearts. They're not vying for position. I do declare God is going to raise you up. Okay? Far bigger than you're thinking right now. You're going to be leaders in the movement. You're going to duplicate. You're going to raise up other campuses. You're going to pastor pastors. Okay? That's not an issue. All right? But what I want to say is this, is that... This is what we need from all of you. 
Anybody here have, you can be seated, standing, go in the back. Bless you, bless you. So we're going to, we're going to from now on, because they always say I come and shift them something. I'm going to shift is that this is going to be one of the emphasis, because it's already a part of your five core values, okay, is bringing you into your destiny and purpose, but your relationships are hindering you. And so what it means is, is that this is going to be a place. And you know what? If you have a heart for marriages, bring it on. We need you right now. You have people that have gone through uh, suffering through addictions and, and, and have been broken. And we need you right now. Now it's time to just really step up the relational game so that when people talk about resting place movement, the other campuses, they go, wow, that is a safe place. You're going to get, you're going to see healing in your relationships. So how many would like to hear that as a testimony? You know, um, the unity of the faith and see, that's the power of this verse. It's not just unity. It's unity in the faith. You know what? We don't have to always agree with one another. All right. My wife, for example, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, we were in the fact, what I'd call the, the vaccine vortex, right? And we were like thinking, you know, if you take the vaccine, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, kind of thing, right? And I wake up one morning and the Lord says, you're going to get the vaccine today. Now, this is where you decide who's Lord, okay? You know, it's like, is he Lord or am I Lord? Or is he only Lord when I like what he tells me, okay? Or when I'm in control, so I said, Lord, why would I get, why? He said, because I'm sending you to the nations soon. And the nations I'm sending you to, you can't get in. And he says, to show you, I'm sending you to the Netherlands. It's not open. It will open June 24th. And I want you to buy your ticket now so that you get it. And I got it for the 25th. And he said, when you go, you'll be able to get in. So I knew the word was true because it's either, you know, so I got the vaccine. And again, my head did not like it. It still doesn't necessarily understand it. But within two days, I had invitations to two nations, Bulgaria and the Netherlands, bought the tickets. The trips were off the charts. Pastors came from all regions. I went into among the Bulgar, which are the gypsies. I know that Georgian works with them. I saw major transformation, healings, hands that were shriveled, totally healed. I saw church, the church totally energized and the spirit of, of, of really of control and poverty breaking off the pastors and leaders. Just one trip. And then I, but then I was on June 21st, I'm looking and I'm going, Jesus, are you going to open up Netherlands by the 24th? Because my, you know, it was the, it was closed. And sure enough, that day, announcement came. Netherlands will open up to U.S. citizens on June 24th. So when I went in, I like, it's, when I get that kind of word, it's kind of like, watch out, you know, it's like, I'm going to shift the regions, you know, you know, and it was just off the charts. And I saw that a, a, a move of God come because I was willing to do something I didn't understand or even agree with. What I want to tell you is, is obedience to the Lord and Christ likeness is greater than any opinion you're holding right now. All right. In fact, 
I'm going to challenge you in a loving way right now. Stop having an opinion. You know, I went to Kenya. I've been going. I'm inviting you. October 15th. We saw 125 prostitutes baptized in one week. Okay. We, we saw there's male prostitutes there. It's against the law to be a homosexual, let alone be a prostitute. And guess what? They're coming to Christ. I need people like uh, you. What was the name Christian? There was a young man named Christian in the first service. Does everybody know him? Oh, I loved his spirit. And, and I think he's going to go, and he's going to be so perfect for that population. I also have 5,000 churches, right? So I have plenty of villages to drop you off in. Okay? Okay, I'll drop you off with two or three other people. Heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the, you know, do whatever you want to do. Okay? But here's your qualification. I want you to love them. Can you do that? I don't need you. I mean, you can prophesy. If you can, you know, I'll show you how. All of you will be moving in the prophetic at a higher level than you've ever moved if you travel with us. Okay, that's, that's guaranteed. I'll put that in writing. But the goal is to love people. All right? And to, 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 to transform cities, regions, areas with it. Unity in the faith. I, um, I, I really believe that right now you've got a call to really overcome some of your opinions. Let me, tell, let me explain this. When I went to Kenya for the first time, the Lord told me, every time you have an opinion, you're going to be miserable. Okay? So I get there. And I, by the way, I like meat. Okay? I smoke meat. I prophesy over my meat. You will be tender. You will come into your full measure. Okay? Um, and so when I get the meat there, it's like, what is it? It was like mystery meat. You know, it's like, what is it? And they go, well, that's mutton. No, I had mutton last night. This is nothing like mutton. All right, that's um, goat. It's not goat. I've had goat before. Well, we don't know quite what it is. I mean, they literally would say that. We're not sure what it is. You know, it's kind of, it wasn't beef and, you know, it might have been. And I've had there, I've had, you know, I've had, I admit, I've had zebra, giraffe. I've had quite a few different meats before. But it's like, I would look at the meat and I would just like almost start getting scared. Like, what is this? And then I would do the, you know, basically I call it the missionary prayer, which is kill it in Jesus name. You know, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, but if I had an opinion about it, I couldn't eat it and be fortified. Or it was really hot. I mean, you think this is hot and humid? I mean, it was so hot and humid there. And you know what the Lord said? I go, Lord, it's so hot. And you know what the Lord said to me? He goes, you like saunas, don't you? What? He goes, I go, he goes, press into this like you're in a sauna and relax your muscles. I'm sure, you know. You know what? I did that, and guess what he did? He sent a supernatural wind that started making me cold. It was weird. When I obeyed, a supernatural wind came. And the Lord started showing me that if you have so many opinions and you form it and it makes you miserable. And he said, I want to train you. And I started from then deciding that I wasn't going to have an opinion. Now, do you know why this is really helpful? Is because when I look at you, I genuinely am immediate looking at you through the father's eyes. 
It literally is my way of life now. I can prosify. I'm a prophetic machine. All right? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not boasting. I'm boasting in the Lord. I know how to look at you with our Father's eyes. And I know how to feel his heart towards you. And I become a specialist at that. So when I saw this mighty daughter of God, the way she serves so many people, you just lay down everything. You're, you're amazing. You're and you know, I heard the words like this. The Lord was said, tell her, and I know I'm not your father, your spiritual father, but you're like the daughter that I would like to have. Those are the words he told me to tell you. Because you're so much about others. You see, you get to forfeit your opinion. And you get to build up unity in the faith. Now, the next part is part of the key. It because says this. It says this. That you'll grow in the knowledge of God. Right? Which is intimacy with God. So you get unity in the faith that comes. Guess what unity does according to Psalm what, 130, you know, the, 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 the um, 131, the, the unity psalm. Unity fosters the in, increase in the anointing. Okay? And then it continues, actually, it brings the blessing where you can command the blessing. Anybody, would anybody like a blessing? I command the blessing over you, radical daughter of God. You are... Watch, you know, I believe that you, you know, your ministry is just blowing people's comfort zones out of the water, you know, and you just because you want Jesus more than their approval. And it's amazing. So I bless you. I pray, pray that you become a sign and a wonder even more that you'll show us what radical, um, zealous love looks like. Amen. There you got a blessing. I command that blessing over you. In other words, and this is my, my discussion with Jess. She told me a story, and I'll let her tell it. But, you know, I just want to empower and speak to her that you and your team, and, and this is up to them, but really step this up to another level and, and, and give environments for people to work through their pain, that they've had relational pain. It's not counseling groups because it's more to teach you the skills You'll get healing in it, but we want, to, we want to comfort you. Yes, that's counseling and comfort, and that's necessary to do. But we want to teach you skills so that you won't have the same patterns. Okay? I'm closer to my adult children. They're 30 and 33. I got twins. I'm closer now than I've ever been in my life because I'm pursuing them. And I even tell them. I just, just two days ago, I looked at one who just moved from Seattle, and I said, you're now an adult, and we have to now establish what it looks like, a new definition of what it looks like for us to relate to each other. Because you're fully adult now, and I have to honor you that way. And so I want to talk in the next few times we get together, and, and I want to talk what our relationships look like. But I want you to know this. This home will be the safest place in your life. It'll have your favorite snacks. <laughs> it's a place you can come in and just take food and walk out. When we're there or not there, it's the place where you can come and be refreshed and get a break. You can come five minutes. We won't say, why aren't you staying longer? You know, it's the place you can, it'll be the safest place in your life. That's that one. The second one is intimacy with God. How many would say 
you could help other people more be, be more intimate with God. Raise your hand. Please do that. <laughs> do that. Create environments where people, my wife, this, my wife doesn't like it when I boast on her, but she is, she's an expert at this. Okay, she's actually writing a book, another book on how to be close to God. That devotional over there, there's only a few left. It's basically an encounter book, how to encounter God and do a roto-rooter, do they have that here, of shame <laughs> and condemnation. If you have shame or condemnation, you should run and get those left because it is an effective book to helping you encounter God. Some of you are called to teach us how to know how to have horizontal relationships, and some of you are called to help us have the vertical. Okay? We need both. If you're not strong in both of those, it's going to be really hard to do the next one because it says this, and to become mature. Now, how do we even define maturity? Well, Ann and I made an assessment tool for you to measure if you're mature. It's really fun. I've got six minutes. Ish. When he nods his head. But what I'll say is this, is that most people don't know if they're mature or not because they don't know how to measure it. All right? When I ask people, like, how many of you say you're mature? Okay. Couple. Well, I had one or two. Yeah. I believe you. Listen, listen to this. The reason we don't raise our hands is we don't know how to measure it. Okay? We don't know how to define maturity. Resting place, you have to define maturity. Because it's counter-American culture to go up to people and say, you know what, you're pretty immature. But wait a second, I was leading the prayer ministry at the last church. I'm a world-class intercessor. Yeah, but you know what, you're terrible at conflict and you don't know how to really lead a team. Because you're defensive and you think you need to be in control. You're actually very immature. I mean, we could never say that. Or could we? Maybe if in love I could say to you, I see your heart that's amazing, and I'm going to teach you how to be incredibly effective. Because I'm going to give you, I'm going to help give you, this culture is going to give you, it's the safest place, we're going to give you the cultural skills. You know, do you know that all of you come from different cultures? My best friend in L.A. growing up, he, he was Mexican. I was, I was a part. I thought I was partly Hispanic until I met Cholos in East L.A. Okay? I mean, I literally did. I, I lived. I enjoyed the Hispanic. I really love the Hispanic culture. I, I, I love the humility. I, I, sometimes I wish I was Hispanic. I'm serious. Because I just loved their family. I, I loved everything that I gleaned from being a part of his life. And so the strengths of your culture come here. But the weaknesses of your culture come here too. And the culture isn't just, like I said, racial. It's how you were brought up. And, it's, and it's, it's opinions that come from, you know, right now it's so weird. Like Republican, Democrat, that's really strange. I I'm actually don't want our churches to be one uh, party. I don't. I want, well, the one parties were for Jesus, but... <laughs> My friend who's running for sheriff has to be run as a Democrat. He can't run because in our city of Portland, he, could, he couldn't even touch the political realm. You're wise as serpents and gentle as stuff. Your identity is in Christ. You're not, you're not labeled. You're, you're, you're not fixing people in labels. 
I'm sorry if I'm going to offend anybody. It's all right. I told you you don't have an opinion, so you're, you're going to work on that, and you're not going to even care. But the, the... You know, one time I went down to a hot tub at a hotel, and there was a guy there, and, and, I, and uh, he looks at me, and I look at him. There's a couple other friends. They're eating pizza in the hot tub. I don't know how that works, but... <laughs> I said, uh, so what are you guys doing? Oh, we're getting training, leadership training. We work for Walmart. And uh, I said, well, what do you do? And I go, I, have, I work with schools and orphanages around the world. He goes, you're a Christian, aren't you? Yeah, and he goes, he goes uh, I go, yeah. And he goes, well, I'm a Satanist. <laughs> but guess what? I'd already done my, my Holy Spirit mojo. I'd already put aside my opinion and looked at him. And I said, that's amazing to me because the Lord told me your greatest desire in life is to be a great father. And he said, it's true. I have a baby at home. And I said, you're called to be an amazing father. The problem is you don't know the love of the true father. And then I had to get a line in there. And you th if you think Satan is beautiful, wait till you see the creator. <laughs> but all I did was prophesy over his desire to be a father. And I repented for the father he had. And I said, I'm sorry for the words. I can even hear the words that were spoken. I want to ask your forgiveness. And I want to speak over you right now. And said, right now, actually, you're becoming a Christian in this pool. <laughs> because you want to follow Jesus. And the guy next to him said, what about me? You know, I was like... Someone gets in your face, you know, like that. You know what? Don't get in their face. Speak to their heart. You, you have weapons that have divine power to demolish strongholds. What are you doing dinking around with fighting flesh and blood? Did you know that? Did you know that lines like in 2 Corinthians, it says, we're not unaware of Satan's schemes. How many of you have ever heard of that verse? Do you know that verse is entirely about Paul's relationship with the Corinthians? It's a relational context. The scheme is to divide you relationally. How about in Hebrews 4? When it says, watch that no one has a bitter root that it forms among you, but it'll defile many. Listen to it. Watch. Who watches? The resting place watches. We see someone starting to get a bitter root. Uh-oh, here comes Gigi. Gigi's looking. Uh, who's got a bitter root? <laughs> Where are they? Uh, Come on, Jimmy, let's go get him. <laughs> and you go up to him and say, where does it hurt? What happened? How can we help you? Because we don't want you to live like this. You're missing the grace. Yeah? You know whose responsibility that is? Yours. Watch out that no one forms a bitter, a bitter root. Help them. But guess what? If you're not good at keeping your roots out, bitter roots out, it's going to be pretty hard. You're going to pass it on. Become mature. The last one is, and I have 30 seconds to do it. What, how much, what, you know, I'm going to finish. I'm going to pray. Blessing. Okay. Well, I want to honor the house. I do that. My wife's really good. Like, you know, I love that about her. <laughs> That's my opinion. She's awesome. Um, she helps me in so many ways. The last one is to come into the full measure of Christ. 
really it goes back to Ephesians 4, 7 that says that you've been given a grace as Christ has measured. But guess what? I've changed my whole mentality. Your full measure of Christ only will come through that progression of being aligned properly with others, of being in a context that teaches you how to have relationships with each other, that teaches you how to be intimate with God and calls you to maturity. So now you are ready to come into the full measure of Christ. Does anybody want that? Okay, it's yours. Because I didn't give it to you. I didn't purchase it. I do know 2 Corinthians says you have a ministry of reconciliation. I do know that the Bible says that Christ has broken down the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile. I'm going to pray for you right now a blessing. I'm going to believe that the resting place will become a place where you will be relationally healed. And you'll become the healers. You already are. I'm just going to, I have to take a couple more minutes prophetically. Scott, I'm really proud of you. Really, really proud of you. When I met with you, the transition you made was nearly impossible. To give up what you knew. Of course, God's opening other things. But to give up what you knew, sacrifice, truly get in your lane and stay in it. I'll be honest, I didn't have any red flags, but I didn't know if you'd be able to stay in your lane or not. And you have. And you've done great. You learned how to say, that's not in my lane. That's Caleb's lane. I'd like to, <laughs> I wouldn't mind grabbing that steering wheel occasionally, but I'm not going to do it. Now he'll be able to say, I trust you, take that steering wheel. I see a health here, three years. You guys, I'm, I'm in different churches almost every week, all right? I have stronger relationship with them. I laid down my salary too. And now I only go to churches. I have a relationship. You guys sew into me monthly. You don't even, some of you don't even know that. You send me to Russia. You send me to the nations. So that's one of the reasons I'm here. In fact, we paid our way to come here. I'm staying with Brian Simmons, my dear friend. Brian and Candace. We're going to see some others. Here's my point. I'm here because of relational. But I want to say this. You guys are really doing well. Team mentality. Everybody's important is really working. Some of the obstacles might be in you. Like you're saying, is this for real? Will they really accept me? Can I really be involved? Can I really give? Can I really trust? I know. That's okay. And that, that's good that you're even asking that question. But today, we're raising the bar. And what I mean by that is we're just saying in the future, conflicts here, with him, without, we're going to find a place to, to get healed through him. And we're not going to let him just repeat and, and eat us up. And we're going to be free. We're going to be so free. We're going to be so free, we're going to drive ourselves crazy. Amen. Okay? 
All right? Let's stand. I'm going to bless you, and then you can do what you do. Father, I want to thank you for Caleb, Shamani. Starts with their heart. They are so honoring to Anna and I. And to others, Georgian and Winnie, Brian and Candace, toward others here. Bless them. Bless their apostolic ministry. Show them what apostles in the city and in the region and in the world means. And they're learning that. Lord, I pray for the, t the resting place movement. May it mature. I pray that this will be a mature movement where people come into the full measure. But also, Lord, they'll really know what true unity looks like with you and with each other. And Lord, we still want to equip them. We're not going to let that go. But we're going to put the emphasis on the right syllable. <laughs> we're going to put the emphasis on relationship above ministry where it belongs. And I just pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com.